Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 7 of A View to a Cockaranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Ninja Sentai Cockaranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show, we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing today? Not bad, man. Drinking some nice, like a nice cup of tea uh, on a cold, I, 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 on a chilly fall day. I have also got a nice cup of tea on this chilly fall day. Dude. Mom just got me a electric kettle Dude. With, with like a temperature control. And I had, okay, so I'd always read on the internet, you know, people are like visiting from usually England and they're visiting America and they're like, how do you make, how do you live without an electric kettle? And reading it, I was always like, guys, come on. There's a, a teapot, you put it on the stove, the water boils. It's super easy. Right, it's, it's like, a fairly simple technology. I'm sure you understand it. Yeah, like I'm sure you understand fire and water. But dude, I got an electric kettle and they're so right. Like they're 100% right. Yeah, dude, I got. I think I actually have the same electric kettle that you do. Uh, I Mom think you might. That for me. I think what happened was that when Mom would come to visit us, she would be sad that we didn't have an electric kettle because she wanted to use one. And so she yeah. went out and bought one. Dude, yeah, no joke. For like putting a, like what? Put it on a, on a fire? Like a barbarian? No, this is amazing. Like it's, I hit the temperature I want, and it boils in like thirty seconds. It's so good. I just sorry. So I was just. It's new enough to me that I'm still digging it. Like every time I use it, it's like a tiny miracle. Um, you know what else is a tiny miracle, Dave? Ninja Sentai. It's Ninja Sentai Doctor Ranger. <laughs> and today we are watching episode seven. It's called the Huge One. Uh, but before we get into that, Dave. Uh, we need to get through our officially two-time award-winning opening segment. Dave Shining in the Heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? So our first, first of all, Matt, I want to say we get to. We get to go through the five. We don't have to. Matt, it's a joy and a delight to to do this. It's our privilege. Really. It's our <laughs> So anyway, so our first star of the week is I'm super psyched. Uh, I have this project. It's, yeah, it's a project. I've got this project that I've been working on. For off and on, no joke, I want to say like five or six years. And I've been working on writing a role-playing game. Huge mm-hmm. surprise, right? Right. Sentai podcasters also like role-playing games. I know I'm blowing your mind, but... It's a shock. It is. It's this. It's a project that I've been working on, like sort of off and on. You know, like I'll think about it for a couple of months and like I'll sort of put it away and I'll I'll come back to it later. And then I'll work on it real intensely for a while. But after like five or six years, it's finally at a space that it's like done enough that it's playtestable. And so... Very exciting. Yeah. So you're coming over tonight and uh, another one or two of our friends are coming over tonight. Like guys who are also into games. And we're just like, we're going to sit down and run this game through its paces. And it's like, I'm just really, really excited about it. It's, It's really cool to be sort of on the creative end like the other creative end of that process. Like obviously I've spent a lot of time as like an end user of like right. role-playing games. And so working through and like making a thing that does the things that I want it, like making a system that does the things that I want it to do for specifically the things that I wanted to do. It's just, 
it's been really neat and I've been it's led me to sort of like think about games in a new way and so so that's really it dude it's really exciting and I know that like there have been previous iterations of both this game that uh, you and a few other people have been trying to work on and also other games that are like we and our friends have tried to put together that have all just like collapsed under their own weight. Yes. Uh, So it is really exciting to see one of these projects actually come to fruition. Unlike our ill-fated attempt at creating a Hong Kong blood opera role-playing game system. Yeah, that did not work out super well. Like the initial thing that we did, like dude, in college we tried to do something. It was like 15 years ago. And it all, you know, like, dude, it just got, it got out of hand and it didn't work. It was like very strange. And it was based on the D12 primarily. Yeah, like it got weird and it wasn't good. And then like a few years later, like we tried a different thing and that also got very weird. And then this was a thing that I started, I think initially, actually, probably like nine years ago. And then like, I didn't think about it for years. And then for eh, like five years ago... I really started like kind of bouncing around and like pushing and pushing and like refining and like leaving it and coming back and talking to people. So it's just this like, man, I know I've already said it, but like I'm really proud of it and I think it's going to be really cool. Oh, I look forward to playtesting it today. Yeah. So that's really it. That's our first star of the week is that I, that I did this thing. Or right not, dude. Well, what is our second star of the week? So I was watching Flash. The other sure, day, like we're actually going to talk about Flash in a little, a little bit. So this is sort of a preview star. But Dad was our parents are visiting, and Dad was watching it with me, and he was like, "Whoa, wait, wait. So he's because Dad knows who the Flash is." And oh, sure. I, he was like, "Oh, you know, like lightning bolt, chemicals, crime investigator." And I said, "Oh, yeah, but this version like is slightly different because it's like TV and it was made in like." 2014 as opposed to 19 like whenever the flash first came out and so particle accelerator like a particle accelerator exploded and it shot like particles (laughs) across the city listen they got accelerated and then they yeah and that's how everybody got their superpowers and dad turned to me and i don't know if we've ever mentioned this but our dad is an engineer, and he lives in Sweden, which we have mentioned. But he lives in Sweden because they're building a particle accelerator. Like, there's some Nordic conglomeration of countries. They're building a new particle accelerator. Right. And so dad literally designs particle ex- well, parts of, like, a particle accelerator. Like, that is his job. And so he turns to me and says, Dave, you know, you know that that's not what particle accelerators do right like if it exploded it would just explode (laughs) nobody would get superpowers and you know i knew that mostly but like having an expert actually say like no you'll never get superpowers from particle accelerator like there was just a tiny part of me it's really a black hole more than a star there was like a tiny part of me that died a little bit (laughs) hey listen all this means is that's one more thing you can cross off the list that you know won't give you superpowers uh, and you know now you can start pursuing other other, other angles on this. right. Just gotta douse yourself in random chemicals and get struck by lightning potentially. Sure, sure. I don't sure, know what sure. you would douse yourself in if you wanted teleportation powers, which is really that's like my high. Like if I could only pick one, teleportation. Well, like that's you my get by a radioactive teleportation. That's oh yeah 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 okay problem solved. So <laughs> so <laughs> what Matt is our third star of the week? 
Dave, I've been playing a new video game. Okay, not new, but new to me. All right, I like new video as, games as I tend to do. Yeah, this is how um, this is how we roll, dude. Uh, this is our like semi-monthly Xbox Live Gold update, basically. Because <laughs> like usually when I get a new game in a given month, that is the game that I'm getting. Uh, so this game is called The Escapists. Have you tried this game out at all yet? Because I know you also have. Uh, no, I saw it, but I just like it didn't grab me, so I didn't. I didn't grab it. Ha ha. Ho ho. Uh, so I decided to give it a shot. Let me try to explain this game to you, Dave. Because the the okay, it looks like a Super Nintendo game. It's okay. like a top down, three quarters view. Not three quarters view. Mostly top down. Um, like you know, pixel. You know, Super Nintendo look. Like, early to mid Super Nintendo. Okay. Sure. That's Um, cool. You are in a prison, and your goal is to escape from that prison. Okay. other than that, you kind of don't know anything about the game. Like, it doesn't... It gives you, like, a quick, like, five-minute tutorial. Like, this is how you pick up an item. This is how you... Like, there is a crafting mechanic. Here is how to make one thing. And here is like, you know, it's on rails and, you you know, you just go through it and you win, right? Okay. Yeah. Sure. And then you get put into an actual prison. And right now, I am in like the most low security prison of all time. Like, the the flavor text on this level is like, why would you even want to escape from this place? It's so nice. <laughs> uh, I've been playing the game for like, I swear to you, I've been playing this game like four or five hours. I still do not know what the heck the deal with this game is. <laughs> like, it is weirdly compelling enough to keep me playing it, but I don't know what I'm doing. Like, okay, well, it's I mean, you're trying to escape, mechanic. right? The crafting mechanic is like, yeah, but here's what happens. Okay, so I know there's a crafting mechanic, right? Yeah. And there's a few things you can do to, like, figure out crafting uh, recipes. But it's okay. kind of just like, it's like Minecraft where it doesn't tell you anything about itself and you need to figure it out on your own. All right. Uh, those are pretty, like, that, those are like, cool games. You know. Sure. But, like, okay, I get, like, a piece of wood and, like, a file, right? Not, like, a paper file, but, like, a rasp. So yeah, a yeah, yeah. Like, like baked into a cake. Make, like, yes. a makeshift handle. Right. All but right. the handle isn't worth anything until I, like, attach it to a crowbar and then attach that crowbar to... I don't even remember what else. Like... Regardless, like, you've got to, like, put together four different things before you can make, like, a flimsy pickaxe or okay. shovel, right? that seems right. So you dig your way like, out. Okay. Cool. Right, like, I got a shovel. And so, like, I get my shovel, and I walk out into the yard during, like, the free period, and I... Oh, because there's a schedule to the day, like... Yeah, because you your like, ass is you know, in prison. There are meals, there's exercise time, there's time in the showers, like, there's a time for you to do your job until you get caught one time and go into solitary, and then by the time you get out, someone else has taken your job, and there's, from what I can tell, literally no way to get your job back. Oh, no. Also, if you don't, like, fulfill your job quote as you lose your job, I'm getting into, like, the weeds on this, but I'm trying to sort of describe... Okay, like, a so lot of little what you're saying is, on. like, this is, like, a fairly... This is like a pretty in-depth prison simulator. Like, you have a schedule, you have a job, you have yard time. Uh, you are, like, doing favors for people and getting into fights with other prisoners. Okay. Like, but, like, literally every time I think I... The, the, the weird thing is, every single time I think I have finally, like, discovered a new mechanic that might help me escape. Like, I had a plastic spoon and I started to try to dig my way out of my cell. I don't like, think that's gonna work. It worked a tiny bit until, like, like, one of the other prisoners saw it and alerted the guards, and then I had to spend three days in solitary. Oh! 
Um, so yeah, it's this really weird game, and I think I'm going to keep playing it just because, like, the fact, like, its impenetrability is like compelling to me in a very strange way. No, I dig that because. All right, man. Like, I am not a dude who's like super intense on like hardcore, like old school games, but there is a degree to which modern games really like hold your hand and kind of like guide you from place to place. And there is something compelling about a game that just says, no, nah, man, like, here it is. And we're not a- like the instruction manual for this game is like a page long and everything. Right. You just got to figure it out. Just do it. Play, like do the thing. Now I dig it. That meant, now I kind of want to get the game. Yeah, hey, hey, listen, it's free on Xbox Live Gold. Check it out, dude. Yeah, I definitely uh, will. Just do not expect any sort of immediate success or even <laughs> eventual success in my experience. Well, I mean, okay, the game has to be okay, whatever. We're getting like super off topic. But, Matt, what is our fifth star of the week? Okay, Dave. Well, uh, fourth, fifth. We got a bunch of stuff, guys. We're just going to kind of jam it together. Yeah, our whatever number and final star of the week uh, is, dude. There has been a ton of stuff announced this week, so and this is the part of the show. Has come out. This is the part of the show where we shill for people who aren't paying us to do it. Basically, that's how good this stuff is, though. Uh, okay, so first of all, the most exciting part of my week is that Marvel was been announcing a bunch of new X Men titles. Yeah, 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 dude. Okay, listen. Now, first of all, I mentioned last week on the show that I've been reading three comics recently, like three comics only. I've been reading uh, X-Men and Uncanny X-Men from like the late 80s and early 90s. Like you do. Uh, I've, I've been reading X-Men 92. Like those are the three comics that I've been reading. Like as many X-Men comics as I can put into that one particular time period, that is what I've been mainlining. <laughs> uh, and they just announced a couple of books that are like, oh yeah, listen, uh, we all also love the 90s and remember them and miss them. Uh, so they were putting out two X-Men teams, X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold, which what? if you were around for no X-Men in the 90s, like, that is how this, that went down. Man, um, I'm like so disconnected. Like I just do not have time to read comics right now. And so I'm really disconnected from, like, what exactly is happening. So that's Dude, friggin' rad. I'll tell you what is happening. In the interview that they were talking to the editors of these books about, uh, they were like, listen, we want the X-Men to be superheroes who sometimes play softball again. Nice. Like, Dude, that is my X-Men. Uh, but you know what else is even more my X-Men is Generation X. And they announced a new Generation X title for the first time I think it's the first time since it got canceled in like 2001 that that Seriously? title has been coming back. Dude, and listen, I don't I... know. If it's, I don't know if it's going to have my old best friends in it. Uh, I don't know what the deal is, but I do know that there is going to be a book titled Generation X on the stands again, and I could not be happier. Generation X is 100% my jam. Dude, I loved the old... Remember that made-for-TV special? Uh, Dude, I loved that made-for-TV special. It yeah, was bad, but I I recognize it. it was not good, but I did like it a lot. Oh, dude. I just... And I also really hope that this means that, like, those old Generation X comics finally get put on uh, uh, Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Universe? No, that would be super bad. Because I have, like, almost a full run of Generation X, but everyone else should also have access to, like... That one issue where M goes to a different boarding school and basically becomes Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, that was a weird issue. And that one annual but issue like, where Chamber gets like bitten by Dracula and gets his face back, but is also a vampire for an issue. 
comics, dude. Man, speaking of banana, so I finally finished Flash. I finished the second season of Flash, and I started watching the third. Yeah, well, okay. I won't tell you a whole lot about it. Say, okay, well, there's two things. First of all, so, like, the Flash can travel in time, right? This is a thing that he can do. And, like, Barry has traveled in time, like, a number of times, and literally every time he does it, he ruins something. Well, sure. Right, and he keeps doing it. And he keeps, like... Like, listen, I reckon, like, the point of this is that the show is very popular and it's a really fun show and that the show has to, like, keep going and that this is a way to, like, make that happen. Right. It's a way to, like, reset certain things that they didn't like from previous seasons, which I can dig. Which is actually kind of brilliant. But, like, in the context of the show, Barry, like, get it together. Stop trying to. No, he's a huge dummy. Like, you're such a dummy like just stop messing with stuff like i write like listen dude i get it i get that you have problems but like and and having tried it like once it's like okay dude you tried it once like you thought this was a thing you could do turns out it didn't work out really well you had to go back and fix it like fine i get it tried it a second time second time it also did not work out very well not like kind of disastrously actually sure fool me once shame on barry yeah yeah you know it I mean. fool me twice, whatever. You Anyways, you fool the fooler. Yeah, and then you can trick the trickster, though. Yeah. Hey, uh, oh. but like, dude, the third time, the third time, you knew, you knew that it was going to be a bad idea, and you did it anyways, and that it was a terrible idea, and that it was even worse than you thought. But I still love the show. I'm going to watch it. But speaking of watching the show, so. Okay, so you know how the CW was like, oh, big deal. Everybody can have the CW app and and like everybody can watch the shows now, right? For free. Right. Cool. Except now they're not on Hulu anymore. Which means I have to watch them on the CW app. And the CW app doesn't have an option where I can, because it's all free. You just watch it. But so now I have to watch commercials again, like some sort of caveman. Right, like there's a like I paid to get the non-commercial version of Hulu specifically so that I could enjoy these shows. Yeah, and now I gotta watch it. I gotta watch the stupid commercials again. And okay, first of all, I know that you have you watched commercials recently? Um, not in a couple of months. Basically, not since I upgraded my Hulu. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I. And like I, maybe I just don't remember how bad commercials were, or they've gotten worse, or something. But commercials are garbage. They're not. There was an ad for Target, and it literally was just people holding things on like mono, like things that were all one color on a one color background. And then at the very end, there was like a Target symbol, and it wasn't even like we're having a sale or like we have. Goods and service, like they were just like, "Hey guys, Target exists, and they sell things." And just, just in case you forgot, there is right. a Target. In case you forgot about the existence of Target, Target exists, and like that was the whole ad. And it, well, <sighs> great. Yeah, so that's how I have to watch Flash now, and I'm just like, I'm so. It's like, come on, I pay for Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. Can't I just? Or at yeah, least I mean, give honestly, me an option. At this, point, at this point, if I'm paying for all three of those things and I still can't watch your show or movie, like... Get bent. 
like, yeah, like I like I have abandoned you. Like yeah. even if I really wanted to see that thing, if you have not made it available on any of those three platforms, like listen, I I don't need to see that show that much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm. Just, I, I can just <laughs> wait a season and wait for that thing to drop on Netflix. Yeah. I I'm not gonna wait for Flash, but yeah. But dude, you gotta catch up on Flash. It's so good. Okay, so here is the last of this star that I wanted to talk about. Oh, wait, there was actually a couple of things. There's a trailer for that new Wolverine movie that's got Donald Pierce in it, which, as I said, been reading a lot of like early 90s X-Men comics, so seeing that dude was exciting. Yeah, uh, we, okay, we don't need to talk about it a whole, whole lot, because there is just a trailer, but like as much as I love Wolverine, and I do love Wolverine, and I'm actually kind of amazed that the comic books have not brought him back yet. Like I'm blown away that Wolverine, it's been like, like Logan Wolverine, year. is still dead. Even so, I'm pretty impressed that they're restraint. Anyways, the other Wolverine movies have, like, I've kind of dug them just because I like comics and I'm a nerd, but, like, they're objectively not good movies. But this, dude, Logan, or the just one called Wolverine, but it's basically kind of old man Logan a little bit. No, I think it's just called Logan. Oh, okay. Right on. Um, Dude, that movie looks pretty hot. Yeah, I, it, looks, it looks good in a way that superhero movies do not typically look good and i and when i say that i don't mean like it looks actually good and not just like you know good for comic book fans i mean like it looks it doesn't feel like a superhero movie yeah it does not which i think is going to be really neat so that's a new thing but matt there is one more big thing we wanted to chat about Okay, dude, uh, Nintendo just announced its new system, and now I have to buy a new Nintendo system, because this thing looks weird and awesome. I don't even know what to do with this thing. It's like, okay, it's a console that is also, like, a console portable, like, handheld hybrid that has, like, modular bits that come, like, that you can take on and off the sides. Uh, Yeah, so you can, like, you can play it just with the controller, and then you can take the controller apart and attach it to, like, the console screen, which then is, like, a mobile platform. But then you can also, like, disattach them and just set it up as, like, a tiny TV and play on that. Or you can, like, take the controller and split it into two pieces and give each piece to a different person, and they can have, like, a mini controller to play local multiplayer, but then you can also hook it up to your TV. Like, it's... It's like crazy and futuristic and super cool. Well, it's I mean, it is like the perfect Nintendo thing. Nintendo is always like, listen, we are not going to have the most powerful system. You know, we're not going to be able to compete with like Xbox and PlayStation on graphics and stuff like that. But what but. we are going to do is we are going to like take the experience of playing video games and like flip it in a weird way. And you're just going to have to live with that. And it's going to be like a weird thing, and at first it won't seem like it makes sense, but it totally will, and you're going to love it. Although I do love the, they put out this like commercial trailer for the thing, uh, and it was hilarious because there are things that are happening in that commercial as they're showcasing the device that's just like, oh yeah, let's go like play basketball in this like yard at night. And then after we're done playing basketball, we'll set up our new Nintendo Switches like on a picnic table outside and play a basketball video game. Like yeah. the, the fictional like scenarios that they have constructed for this trailer are kind of hysterical. Uh, yes, but I feel like they do illustrate like the coolness that is going to be potential with this thing. So, yes. Dave, and speaking of the coolness, uh, it's time to watch episode seven of Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger. Uh, we're going to go do that. It's called The Huge One, and we will be right back. Kakulenja. Kakulenja. 
Okay, welcome back. So we've just finished watching episode seven, the huge one. Uh, Dave, what'd you think? I thought that this was a very special episode. Like if this were an American, it would have been like on a very special episode of Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger, Seikai deals with, you know, like that's what we would have gotten in America. In Japan, right. not nothing. It's just, they just no, rock and roll. We got something very different. <laughs> something different and altogether beautiful. So we, we start off on this episode um, as normally with our announcer. Uh, but you can tell that there's something a little different. Like the camera shot is a little different with the announcer than it typically is. The background is weird. Yeah. Um, and we and we find out why. Because he starts getting into it. He says, okay, like today, here's the story you've been waiting for. And then all of a sudden, like a bunch of shurikens start like hitting the wall <laughs> behind him. And like you can tell that they are like the specially branded Kaku Ranger shurikens. This is is this a toy? Could you buy? I mean, I feel like you probably could have. I suspect you could have. Uh, but I do really dig that they all seem to have their own like shapes, which is pretty rad. I dig that a lot. So with it, the camera pulls back, and like the announcer's stage has been set up just like on a rolling cart in the middle of a field. <laughs> he says the Rangers are practicing ninjutsu. They're practicing ninjutsu. Uh, like they're in their full costumes. Like not, not the their, not yeah, the not their costumes. costumes, but yes. like their ninja clothes. And it's like the middle of the day, and they're just hanging out in a park, and that is where they are practicing ninjutsu. Uh, it is awesome. Like Jiraiya is throwing a million shurikens at uh, Sasuke and Saizo, and they are both like knocking the shurikens out of the air with their swords. It's, it's pretty great. great. So every well, actually, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So everybody is there. Well, not everybody, actually. Sorry. So, Tsuruhime walks out of Nakamaru, and she's looking around. She's like, dude, where is Seikai? We flash over, and Seikai is at the seashore, and he just has a giant plate of food. And he is, like, double fisting. He's got, like, a hamburger and a hot dog, and then next to him is, like, a plate of... Like, Jughead style. Dude just has, like, 30 hamburgers... That is legitimately, like, in my notes throughout this episode, it's just, like, how often Seikai is just straight-up Jughead. Yeah, or or Dagwood. Either way. Yes. Reader's choice. So, Seikai is, like, at the seashore, and he's just like, I love, he's like, there's nothing better than eating a giant plate of food, and I think pretty girls is what he says. Yeah, those are the two things that he's into. Um, like, and, okay, here's, let me, let me just back this up. Because I remember in previous episodes, like, the Cocker Rangers did not have enough food to eat. And this has got to be, like, $50 worth of sandwiches. I have no idea. Dude, I mean, the crepe truck maybe is doing super well. Yeah, you know, I'm happy for him. You know, finally getting a little bit of success out of this life. I guess. So, Tsuruhime shows up, and she's just like, oh, my God, Seikai, you have got to stop eating. Like, everybody else is practicing ninjutsu, dude. We've got monsters to fight, and we gotta be super, like more super. We're already super ninjas. We've gotta be ultra super ninjas, I guess. Yeah, ultra mega super ninjas. Ultra mega so super ninjas. She, so she turns to his plate of food, and so uh, per- she performs the ninbo confiscation technique. <laughs> and just like all of his food just disappears. I love that, like, whatever they wanna do, secret ninja technique. Ninbo confiscation. Ninbo. 
like Ninpo, get me a glass of water. Like it's just like it's Ninpo all summon giant motorcycles that are look themed like sharks. Like yeah. literally anything that and, you want. Just they Ninpo. got a Ninpo, and so he is. He's like, what? No, sir, he may don't do that. So he goes over and he's like, listen, Surihime, I've got to bulk up. Like, do you see how skinny I am? I got to bulk up to fight these yokai. And also for you. And he gives her a flower and she's immediately mollified. Like she's fine. She's like, oh, okay. Well, as long as you gave me a flower, that's cool. And then she walks away and she turns around and she's not fine. And she like pulls out yes, a piece. She was pretending. Right. And she pulls out a piece of paper and she goes like Ninpo paper gun. And she like snaps the, I think it's like a noisemaker, like origami noisemaker. And she snaps it and then Seikai explodes. <laughs> yes. No, sorry. There is an explosion by Seikai. Seikai yeah, no, himself Seikai's, maintains. Like, body does not explode. Yeah, he's fine. And so he's about to follow her. And he's like, wait a minute. I smell cheeseburgers. Which is so because he's like by the seaside near a cave. I don't. Dude, I have a very spotty picture as to Japanese geography. It, I don't understand it. Clearly. But apparently, he is at least close enough to a cheeseburger joint that he can smell it from where he is. And if this were a cartoon, he would, like, float and be, like, dragged towards the restaurant via the smell line. Right. The smell would make, like, little fingers and it would, like, tickle his nose and then he would flow away. So he runs into where well, we see the burger joint. And it's just, like, it's a burger joint. And a yokai arrives... And he, like, it's a dude, but he's wearing, like, glamour makeup. Like, like feminine-style glamour makeup. And he's got pigtails, but he's also wearing, like, a, a hat and then, like, a big apron. And he's, like, yes. a big, he's, like, a heavyset dude. Actually, dude, now that I'm thinking about it, I want to say that all the yokai that we have seen in their human form have had makeup. That is true, I, I think. Check, but I'm pretty sure that it's true. Yeah, the no, only I think you're one right. that didn't have like straight up makeup was um, the wall dude, but he yeah. had like face paint. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so maybe this is just a thing. Somebody walks in and he like we don't see exactly what he does, but he like flips up his apron. And I like my first thought. I swear to you, was this like is this dude a flasher? Is he like a flasher yokai? Is this a thing? No, no, no. we got the flasher last week. Yeah. Well, again, I wouldn't be like blown away if. If there was a yokai whose whole thing was just like he just like shows up and like shows you his junk and it's terrifying, <laughs> that does sound pretty bad. So I know, but like Tanuki's man. I mean, like listen, the Greeks invented Priapus, so we got no place to talk. But yeah, dude, Tanuki's. I I man, I hope there's not a Tanuki in this show. I really hope there's not a Tanuki in this show. I feel like there's gotta be. Like I'm gonna be super surprised if there's not a Tanuki. I don't know how they're gonna do it. But they're going to have a Tanuki. It's so famous. It's in Mario. I know. Listen, Anyways. Here's, here's as much as I know about Tanukis. Is, um, I, I know enough to not read about Tanukis because I don't want to ruin Mario 3 for myself. <laughs> um, so, so like, dude walks in. And uh, his name is Gatsuki. Gatsuki? Gatsuki. Gatsuki. There we go. G-A-T-K-I-T-S-U-K-I. Yeah, that's a mouthful. And so uh, Super G like flips up his apron and everybody freaks out. We don't see what's going on though. And then like some people Seika, run away. 
Like one second later, Seikai rolls in. So he does not see whatever has freaked everyone out, and he does not notice that everyone is terrified. He is it's, just acting as though it's a regular day at the burger joint. Right. So he like walks in, he's like, I need a burger and like three fish burgers and two chicken burgers. And then he And your turns, phone number. And your phone number. That's right. And your phone number. Which is smooth, Seikai. Oh, it is it is at least in the category that is attempting to be smooth. I'm not sure how much how well that actually works. The smoothness and in this is case, how it doesn't work. It because doesn't they work. Are terrified by a yokai. Yeah, well, yeah, but the smoothness is like the delivery, right? Like, there's no pause. He's just like this burger, this burger, this burger, phone number, and so like, anyways. So the yokai, like he, he's like, no, there's not enough for both of us. And Seikai turns around, it's like, dude, there's like a million hamburgers here. Everything is fine. And then Super G, I just what was it again? Gakitsuki. Gakitsuki. Okay. I can probably handle that. So, Gakitsuki. G- man. <laughs> Schenectady. Schenectady. So, <laughs> the city of Schenectady, New York. Somehow, Schenectady is fine. So, Super uh, G is like, he's like, no, there's not enough. And he flips up his apron. And what we see is that his whole stomach is a mouth. Yes. This guy, both his like human form with the stomach mouth and his yokai form that we see in a minute are the most like 90s action figure design that we have seen yet. It's a okay, here's what he is. He's a street shark, but instead of a shark, it's a mouth. Yeah, I would wearing... remind like his yokai form reminds me a lot of uh remember Mad Balls? Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's a Mad Ball Street Shark, but a mouth, and it's wearing a giant uh, baseball hat that says "Hungry" on it, and it's got crazy like Jerry curls. I think is the only way to say it, like Jerry curl hair, like kind of coming off of underneath from the hat. And he's wearing yep. jeans and fingerless gloves, and I'm pretty sure he's got on like one of his hands has like a big like name ring on it, but I'm not sure about that. So he's like a hip hop mouth monster. Shark, street shark, mad ball. Yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty like much what we've bro. got here. Just imagine something that's in the middle of that very complicated Venn diagram, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure you'll nail it. So, um, Seikai is like, oh, you're a yokai. Okay, we're going to fight now. Yeah, this is, I got this. I know exactly what's happening. Uh, so they go outside, and the yokai is like, dude, you can't beat me. And Seikai's. He like he transforms and he he tells Gotkitsuki to go back to Yokai Land. So is that a this, thing? That okay. That leads. Yeah, I was gonna say that leads me to have two questions. One is there a Yokai Land, or is he just like making stuff up? And two, to what extent is Seikai like super anti-immigration? Hmm, that's something. I, I let's not talk about that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Gakitsuki is he like as Seikai tries to fight Gakitsuki says like Charsu strings which I don't totally get uh, what, like, what don't it, you get about them I mean they're strings I, I don't I didn't really catch the name but he like zaps Seikai with like some energy lines well, and those Char- energy lines turn into ropes that tie him up Right, no, no, no. That part I got. Charsu is, or Chasu, Sayu, something. It's barbecue pork. 
like it's Chinese style barbecue pork, and I don't understand where the string comes from. Oh, maybe like when the pork is being cooked, it's like wrapped up in string. The, maybe. Yeah, you sure. So like maybe keep it that's all the case. That'd be cool. But yeah, that's what that is. I just didn't get the string part of it. But he does. He ties Seikai up with like energy strings. And he rolls over and he's like about to Kakitsuki, that is. Kakitsuki, and he is going to eat Seikai. That's the plan. Yes, he has a giant fork, like a fork the size of a man. Yeah, and a giant knife. Like you do if you're a giant. Oh, sorry, Kakitsuki is like an eating monster, basically. Yeah. Like he's that's like pudgy pig. Yes, he's like he's an eating like obviously he's a giant mouth, but like the mythological version is just that he's an eating monster and he like steals your food. That's his thing. So as Gakitsuki is about to eat Seikai, the other ranger, like obviously the other rangers arrive and they're just like, let's use Shark Driver. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. So they launch Shark Driver at Gakitsuki. Which is just as beautiful as it was before. Yeah, it's still like an evil Knievel style shark. I mean, Evil Knievel didn't have a shark cycle, but if he did, it would be this, and then it turns into a blast of energy. At, yeah. So I, I was thinking that, like, well, this fight is either this fight is going to be over very quickly, or this, like, new special attack is going to prove to be, like, not super useful in its second appearance. Uh, well, so I, I was glad that the second thing didn't happen, because what does happen is Gakitsuki just, like, he just disappears. Like, yes. he fades out before the shark launcher is able to crash into him. Yeah. And here is where things get, and the rangers then, like, the next time we see them, they're untransformed. And they're like, oh, that's really weird. Like, he didn't explode, which is normally what yokai do if they're dead. But he's definitely not here. So what's up? And here's where things get uh, real gross. So what we find out is that Gakitsuki has not actually teleported away. He just like shape changed and he's super tiny and he's got bug wings now and he yes he flies up and he flies into seikai's mouth and and like swallows him seikai swallows him and now seikai like seikai liked to eat before and now he has like kakitsuki like living in his stomach Right, so all the other Kaku Rangers are like, listen, what are we going to do? This guy disappeared, and he's going to, like, I don't know, probably eat all the food in the world. And Seikai says... Like, what is our plan? And Seikai says, well, it's obvious. We need to go eat something. So this is where... So Seikai, like, already seems to have, like, a low-key, like, troublesome relationship with food. And this is where things turn into, like, a very special episode. Well, no. Not quite. But they're about to. So we go to this... I thought this episode was very special. Uh, yes. Sorry, like... Capital V, capital S, very special, sure. right? And so, like, after-school special type special. And so, they go to a restaurant, and everybody has, like, a plate of pasta, and Seikai has, like, 15, 20 plates stacked up next to him. Yeah, it is, I mean, it is a comically large pile of plates. Yeah, well, Yellow Ranger. Oh, that's yes. right, no, 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 he has a totally fine relationship with food, he's just the Yellow Ranger, never mind. Right, that's just Ignore everything I said. So he has eaten like 20 plates of pasta and everyone's like, dude, Seikai, like, what is going on? He's like, I don't I, I know. Want, I want to clarify something, Dave. It's probably not pasta. Oh, I thought I saw Jiraiya and he had like a plate of spaghetti. I'm just saying that like this is in Japan. I assume it's some kind of noodle. I didn't want to like give the impression that they were like hanging out in an Italian restaurant. They have 
like, dude, there's gotta be an Italian restaurant in Japan someplace. Like, that has to be the case. There's an Iron Chef Japanese or an Iron Chef Italian. Like, that's a thing. Hey, listen, that is true. That is true. But I feel like, listen, I tried to have Chinese food in France one time. Like, I don't know if I would want to eat Italian food in Japan. Like, like you know, some things just don't necessarily carry over. <laughs> okay. So, well, whatever the heck it is he's eating, he's eating, like, like a ton of it. So, they're like, say, guy, like, what the heck? Like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I'm just crazy hungry. Well, what he literally says is, I can't stop eating. I don't That's even know right. if it's hunger. It's just like a compulsion that he cannot stop himself from eating. And so, Kitsuki is like, and the, the, sorry, the rest of the rage is like, dude, you got to stop. Like, first of all, this is probably getting expensive. Second of all, this is not like something is weird about this, clearly. And so before they can do anything, though, Kikitsuki uses super hunger technique. And he, like, stands up, and we flash to inside of Seikai's stomach, and he was just remarkably dry, and that can't be healthy. Yeah, it's and, just like a red room made out of, like, sort of gauzy walls. And so he sort of, like, Kikitsuki, like, slams the... He does, like, a power move. He, like, slams the fork and knife together, and it, like, glows green. And then we see Seikai's eyes grow green, and he's like, what's what's happening? And he starts to like puff out and then also turn giant sized. Yeah. Okay. So for a moment, I thought he was just going to like go Violet Beauregard and turn into like a big, like round balloon. Yes. Person. No, that is also what I assumed would happen. It is and not. And that does kind of happen. But what also happens is he starts to grow like in like not just in like circumference but in size like this dude goes like from zero to godzilla sized in like 30 seconds yeah like basically no time at all and like he busts through the roof of the restaurant yep. we just cut outside to a giant seikai lumbering around the city like snatching up things off of the ground and shaking whatever like edible contents they had into his mouth. Yeah. What's crazy about this is that they do it all with like trick shots, you know, just like they do actually like a super impressive job. But okay, Dave, this is Super Sentai. They have a set that is nothing but like buildings that people can walk around to look like they are at giant sized. Why did they at no point in this episode ever use it? No, no, no. They totally use it. They just... Well, okay. Not, they, was, not for Seikai. I'm not, use well, it later not for, for the Seikai. monster fight. They do it for the monster fight. And then they do do it for Seikai with, like, the more natural part. Where he's, like, out and, like, the woods and hills and stuff. And they have, like, tiny woods and stuff for him to be around. Yes. But they, they almost always... If you remember, Matt, they almost always do perspective shots when it's... Because the other rangers are all normal sized. Oh, that's true. They're doing a lot of like talking back and forth. It's yeah. Not just, so like, like a any... sad Seikai like wandering through a city by himself while like the Hulk TV show theme plays behind him. <laughs> um, yeah. So they like Seikai is giant sized. He's like wandering around the city and they like they go up to a rooftop and they yell at him. They're like, Seikai, like, what is going on? He's like, I don't know. My mouth won't stop eating. So this is where we get to start to get like a little after school special. So Seikai, basically, this is like, if this were in America, this would be about like addiction. Yeah. Okay. Or this some would matter of like eating disorder. Yeah. Or something. In Japan, he's just a giant eating monster, but it 
you know. So Sasuke, he pulls out like a like a like a telescope, and he's like ninpo penetration sight or something. It's basically yeah, like X-ray vision technique. Yeah, see through technique. And so he like starts. It looks like he's going to start to look up at Sekai, but the first thing this dude does is peep on Surihime. He like turns and looks at Surihime with his like penetrating ninja gaze, and like not like surreptitiously. And he's yeah. literally standing right next to her, and uh, she looks over at him, and he's like, "What the heck?" and just slaps him, and then uh, he turns to. Saizo and Saizo's like how was it and Sasuke's like flat which guys like I I, I'm trying to I'm trying to fall in love with my new Sentai heroes guys Uh, I don't I don't have I don't have Raita around anymore Shoji's two seasons ago I need I need to like these guys enough to get through this season and this is not helping me so but he does okay so then he does do the right thing and he looks up at Yo the up at Sekai and he sees the Yokai like in Sekai's stomach. And he's just like, oh, okay, this is the problem. There is like a, a Yokai that's living in Sekai's stomach, and like we gotta figure out how to get him out. That's the problem. We can't we don't know how to get him out. And Surihime says, Okay, I've got a plan. We just need to get him to spit the dude out. So, we cut to nighttime. So, they have apparently been working on this plan for a couple of hours, because the sun has gone down. Um, and uh, Surihime is being strapped to a giant kite, and she is holding what appears to be a giant pepper shaker. I am pretty sure that, like, giant ninja kites are a thing. Yes, are giant pepper shakers, though? I mean, clearly they are. We see them in this episode. I was going to say, she's got one, so but they, they could attach- have made that too. So. so they attach it to this kite and give her a giant pepper shaker and fly her up to where Seikai's head is. And, and she said, like, listen, dude, we need to get that thing out of you. And just starts, like, shaking the pepper shaker all over his head. Because I don't know why she thinks this, but apparently... She is under the impression that if she gets Seikai to sneeze a lot, he will like throw up the dude or something. Yeah, I'm not. Like she is. She is attacking the wrong part of that dude's head. <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly sure why this is the plan, but uh, whatever it is, it's a bad plan because yeah, it, does it doesn't work. work. So he just eventually he like gets up and just and leaves. He's like, "This is stupid." Right. Like so, he's sneezing so much that like. It is becoming like really painful. And so he kind of like accidentally swats Surihime away. And anyway, like she and the other dudes have also been getting covered in the pepper. So they're all sneezing. It has been a failure on all fronts. So they. Yeah, but Surihime is fine. They, we flip to the next day and they have somehow gotten chains large enough. Like, I want to be clear Seikai is not wrapped up in enough, in like, regular size chains they have found chains relative to seikai's new giant size and wrapped him up in those right like they have gone to a battleship and taken the chain from its anchor that's the only thing that makes sense and i feel like i was about to ask how they did it but i feel like they must have just gotten their giant beast generals and like done it that way because otherwise this is like it's impossible but seikai is chained up 
and they find it. They have a chicken. They're like, this is the last chicken in the city. This is it. You have eaten everything else. And then they do Ninpo giant roast chicken. So they turn the chicken into a giant chicken. And and then then they all summon like these giant fans. Yeah, Ninpo giant fan. It's it's one of the it's one of the more popular giant fan techniques, uh, and they just start waving like the fans around to waft the smell of the chicken up to uh, Seikai. And they're like, "Listen, Seikai, all you need to do is just like, dude, just don't eat the chicken. Like, you need to hold out longer than Gakitsuki, and then he will jump out of you, and then we'll get him." And he tries. And he can't do it. And he just snaps the chains. Like, they were worthless. Right. Because Gakitsuki, uh, that is a really hard one to say. Yeah, it is. Um, he, like, he does, like, the super hunger technique thing again. And I think, like, superpowers Seikai, like, not only to overwhelm his will, but to give him the strength to break those chains. Yeah, I think that's what it's got to be. And so he, like, he snaps the chains and he, like, picks up the chicken and just starts going nuts. And then he's super sorry. He's like, guys, I'm, he's, he finishes the chicken. And he's like, guys, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry that I did that. Like, I've, Suri- I've, I've got an idea, though. Here's, yeah. here's what I think might work. Surihime, if you transform yourself into a meal, then I will like be able to resist eating it. Because? Because? I love you. And everybody's like, what now? Wait, what? Huh? And Zekai says, no, I am. I just, I really, I like, I love you. And so if you could turn yourself into a meal, I, then it would work. Right. Because then I wouldn't eat you because of love, right? Because of love. Right? Yeah. So, so in everyone else says, Surihime leaves and the other Kaka Rangers all come with her. They're like, dude, that Seikai, you made it weird. Like, that was, that's a bit much, bro. They just get in Nekimaro and drive away. So, Seikai. For a while, because the next time we catch up with them, like, the sun is setting. And what we see is Seikai is by himself, and he is very upset. And Tsurihime is over at the beach, and she is also very upset. Kind of about, she's like, well... You know, like, I don't know what's going on, but Seikai is my friend and he does need my help. And Seikai is like, man, I have been like a real scrub lord. Everybody else is working so hard and I am like eating hamburgers. So, so like, I got to get myself yeah. together. So Tsurihime looks down and she sees a flower similar to the one that Seikai had given her in the beginning of the episode. And she thinks about him and she then like hears like the earth rumble in the distance. And she's like, oh, that must be my giant buddy falling over. So she, like, snatches up the flower and runs to go find him. And what she finds is that he's not falling over. Well, he does fall over. But it's not that he's falling over. He is practicing giant ninjutsu. Like, he's doing handstands, and he's, like, saying to himself, like, Seikai, you jerk, like, get yourself together. Everybody else is, like, all the stuff I already said. Okay, no, but here's the thing, dude. He is doing giant handstands. He's not doing them to practice his ninjutsu. He is doing giant handstands because he's trying to, like, get his body upside down so that the yokai falls out of his mouth. Oh! I must have looked away for that. That actually makes way more sense. Yeah, like, he's upside down and his mouth is wide open and he's just, like, shouting at this thing to fall out of him. 
It doesn't work. No, it does not work even a little bit. But it yes. is funny to see like a giant dude with like big pillows stuffed down his shirt doing handstands. <laughs> so later that, like the next day or whatever, Seikai kind of wakes up and he's like, mm, oh, I smell something tasty. I got to go eat it. So he goes over and he, there's a field, it's by the seashore again. And there's a bunch of flowers there and there's like a napkin, like a giant napkin. And he picks up the giant napkin and it's Tsurihime underneath it. And she says, Seikai, like, I trust you. And like, we're going to get through this. And then she busts out Ninpo Tsurihime burger. Yeah. So you may be able to guess what Ninpo Tsurihime burger is. She, she turns herself into a hamburger. A, a giant hamburger. A giant hamburger. And they just have like this giant hamburger prop. It's amazing. Um, like, no joke, this hamburger is the size of a small car. It's pretty incredible. And so he smells the burger. And this is where things get super intense. Because it's... We, we're seeing like Seikai struggling. Gatsuki is inside him like spurring him on to eat this burger and then we see the burger and he's like reaching for it and shaking and reaching and shaking and like he's trying to not eat it and like yelling wordlessly no well he's saying i can be strong when i need to be oh that's what i want to be i think and later he does get in like an ah sort of yell but eventually gotsky jumps out he's like i can't Gakitsuki. gakitsuki sorry there's a lot of syllables, dude. It is, dude. He's like, it's too. He's like, I gotta eat it. It's too much. So he yeah, eventually got Kitsuki jams right out of uh, Seikai's mouth. Yeah, and he so he lands and he like runs over to the burger and he's about to start eating it. And as he's about to eat it, the other rangers use like chains on him or something. To yeah, trap like him. they pop out of nowhere because they'd been hiding. So like they get him like. They throw grappling hooks like into his mouth. I don't know if it's supposed to be in his mouth or just like his entire head is a mouth. So that's what happened. When they yeah, like you can't. Him. There's not a lot of space on that dude that isn't mouth. So, you know. But it does kind of look like they were fishing and just like caught him by the tongue. So, <laughs> so Seikai, Seikai goes back to normal size. Like he's cool now. And Tsuruhime turns into not a hamburger. So she's cool. Which and is so ultimately now, a better look for her. Yes, yeah, yeah. She seems way happier as not a hamburger. And uh, then, Seikai declares that he will never forgive Gakitsuki. Yeah, there's a lot of never forgiving going on. Well, in listen, this it's, it, I mean, at this point, it's a classic. Yeah, you can't, you can't just forgive people for nothing. And so <laughs> the, they all, they, they super hang gay. And they're all about to go fight. And Seikai says, like, no, 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 no. Like, let me go beat this dude up. I hate this Joker. Yeah, I have got this. And Tsuruhime's like, no, I'm going to help too. And she's like, he says, yeah, that's that's fair. Like, you, that's cool. You also get in on this. So it's it basically is just, like, that's it. It's yeah, just, they, it's... They pull out their special moves. Seikai uses the, like, yellow ninja claw um Tsurukime uses the exploding cherry blossoms then they both use their like final cut technique where like they both do the thing where like they cut it's like their a shape. shape into the air and there's yeah. like a laser explosion which again t- top 10 explosions is the laser explosion yeah no it's a good one and then the basic like 
laser cut, and then he explodes, and then he turns giant, and then they just like summon the jet. Like this is, I think, I know there's like a lot of short fights. This is maybe the shortest fight. I've ever seen in in, a Sentai show. In my notes, it literally says this fight is over before it begins. Yeah, like, Like, he he goes giant. giant, They summon the Beast Generals, mm -hmm. immediately turn into Mateki Shogun. There's not even a transformation sequence. There's just, like, sort of a laser light show, and then all of a sudden, like, all five Generals Shoguns are the giant General Shogun. And then... Like, as like he doesn't even get in a punch. He doesn't even run at them. He's standing there, and he, like, picks up the fork and then flaming sword, and he goes down. Yeah, it is just immediately over, which is kind of great. <laughs> so, and so that's it for Kikitsuki. And then as he is, like, going, his dying words are, like, I just wanted something to eat, or, like, I'm still hungry, or something like that. So we cut to a little later on, and... Uh, like, it is post-practice, because now Seikai is, like, all into doing the ninja practicing. Yep, he's good now. And afterwards, he's back on the beach, and he's eating some food, and Tsurukime is also there. And she and he's like, man, it's so great to eat after practice. Like, feel really good. And Seikai says, hey, listen, I am super sorry about before. I'm, I'm going to be on my training. Like, you can see, like, I'm doing it now. And she says, that's cool, Seikai. Like, I'm glad. And he says... Hey, maybe we should go on a date to reconcile. Right, and like she, I'll make it up to you. I'll take you out to dinner. You know, it'll be great. Remember earlier when I said that I loved you? And so she turns to him and smiles and then immediately frowns and just says, never, and walks away. <laughs> yeah. And see, it's like he looks at the two hamburgers in his head. He's like, food is my only friend. <laughs> And then, and then the other rangers are at Nekamaru, like across the water, and they're like, "Come on, guys, we gotta go." And so he was like, "Come on, say kind." He's like, "Yeah, great." And then they leave, and the episode is over. And that is the episode. So, Dave, what did you? Uh, what do you have any like final thoughts on this week's episode? I actually really dug this episode. Yeah, because it was, it was really weird. Like it was weird, but it was really cool because it was more. Because it wasn't just, like, it wasn't just, like, the monster shows up and they punch the monster. Like, it was this whole thing about, like, Seikai and they sort of, like, turned Seikai against himself in a way. Like, I thought it was a neat idea. It really was. And it's it's cool, especially in, like, the early part of the show like this, to get these episodes that are more, like, character spotlights than just like fighting monsters every week. And, and I think I this s- one did a really good job of that. What I am still waiting for is like, who's in charge? Like, who are the big bad guys? Dude, I still have no idea. Because, yeah, it's just like, there's a monster every week, but there doesn't seem to be any structure to anything that's happening. Literally, like, a monster shows up and they fight it. But there's no, like, Goma, there's no Viram commanders. It's just, like, dudes. So yeah, it's really it's very strange. And actually, I noticed that this week is um, okay. So in the first episode, I think we got a look at the first like six episodes worth of monsters. Yeah, like in that episode or in the closing credits of the show. And oh so yeah, you're right. The, which is why I initially thought that the um, 
uh, Kappa and Rokurokubi were going to be like continuing monsters throughout the show because they are in the end credits of Kakaranger, like yeah, dancing nope. around. Those dudes but, are like, dead. So like all those dudes are dead and now there's just like another dude and it's not a main guy, obviously, because he's also dead. So I yeah, I am clueless yeah, as to what's going on. But uh, since he is dead, that means Kakitsuki gets a spot on the Creature Royale. So, okay, let me pull up this list. So, so I'm actually pretty into this dude. Like, he's got a neat monster power, uh-huh. right? And he looks pretty rad, actually. Like, he definitely looks memorable, at least. Like, he's a giant oh, sure. 90s, like, muscle dude mouth, which is great. And he's, I love that he's wearing a giant baseball hat. Yes. So, he's wearing R-O-T. a giant baseball the, cap. And the, the fingerless gloves. Brave. So great look. I think he's got a cool power. Like, I'm thinking like top third at least. Okay, okay. So let's look at what's in the top third. Well, okay. Well, last week we put Obero Gumera on the list, right? Yeah. So where was he? Where'd we put him? He's at spot number 14. He is just underneath Iron Mask Choryu. Okay. Do you, are you thinking above or below that? I I like him more than Oboro Gumura. Like okay. I thought he was cooler than him. Uh, I thought he was. Oh wait a second, we didn't put Oboro Gumura on the list last week. Yeah, no, no, he was before. But Oboro Gumura is like on the top third of the list. I think he's I think he's cooler than Lipstick Songstress. Um. Well, I, we we have always run into the thing where I like lipstick songstress more than you do, but I do. Um, yeah, honestly, that works for me. So, what do you think about him in relation to Heatwave Hood? Ah, uh, man. Okay, I think I I don't think I like him quite as much as he. It's actually very similar because both Heatwave Hood and Gakitsuki have Rangers like trapped inside them. Well, sort of reversed, but yeah, it's kind yeah. of he's he's the first. Or, yeah, side yeah, yeah. Heatwave Sorry. Hood. It's it's flipped, but Kikitsuki gets taken out because he like wants to eat a cheeseburger, and Heatwave Hood is defeated because Daigo punches his way out of hell. So, yeah. so I Heatwave think, Hood is probably a little tougher. Yeah, and so I and it's also like, dude, that's just such a rad episode. So I, I don't know. think Kikitsuki is as cool as Heatwave Hood, but I do think he's cooler than Lipstick Songstress. Right on. So. Uh, uh, got Kitsuki goes on the list at number eleven. Number yeah, eleven. Sorry. Right on, dude. Oh, by the way, um, I don't know if this is the same monster as uh, the mon- the one that got used in uh, Power Rangers, but I know that there is a Power Rangers episode where I think it's Tommy gets very, very hungry, and they have to tie him up and, like, wait for the monster to jump out of him. Hmm. Okay. Uh, um, but instead of that being a very special episode in the way that we were describing this one, I want to say that what happened in that episode is that, like, Tommy was training a kid to do karate and told him to, like, eat right to, like, keep his body healthy. And then that kid saw Tommy get, like, very hungry and eat a bunch of ice cream. And that kid was very disappointed in him. Oh, yeah. I I remember the Ranger Danger guys. 
It is the Ravenator, is what he is called, I Ooh, guess. the Ravenator. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is him. Hid inside a sandwich that Tommy was eating in order to make him eat without end. Yep. That was it. Right on, dudes. So, okay, so I think that's, that is something that I keep trying to remember to do is like throwing in a little rem- like talk about what this thing was in Power Rangers. Because now, kind of for the first time in a long time, we have monsters that did get translated into the Mighty Morphin show. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So, yeah, it's the Revenator is what yes. Kikitsuki turned into. Uh, Kikitsuki, I think, probably way cooler. Yeah, almost definitely. But I think that's it for us, yeah? Yes, that is going to do it for another episode of A View to a Kaku Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all you can email the show at supersentirebrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or want to check things out that we are talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentibros. If you like the show, and I hope that you do, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That's what's going to help new people find the show. Um, RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com is where you can find us and all the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows. Uh, Once again, we are the Super Sentai Bros. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we will see you next week. Kaku!